0: early on, I was a very creative person and was really into the fine arts. And as I was going through college, I was learning design and how to, you know, just traditional graphic design, but the web was kind of just like bursting at the seams and the school that I was going to was not, you know, acting quickly enough. Like there weren't enough classes around this. And so what happened was I reached out to a friend of mine
1: Welcome to Soul in the Game podcast. This is Soumya, your host, and today we have Nate Cadillac. He is also a podcaster at Plan Your Next. He talks about entrepreneurship and design. We discuss his journey through entrepreneurship and design and utilizing internet for his experiments. Finally, if you have not subscribed to this channel, please do subscribe and enjoy the talk. All right. Yay. Awesome. Nate, welcome to so Soul in the Game podcast. I'm very excited to be hosting another podcaster. You're the first guest who is already doing a podcast and you have your own channel. So I'm very excited to have this amazing conversation with you today.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be here.
1: Oh, you're, you're very kind. (laughs) So for listeners, I know Nate, probably three weeks. That's it. I didn't know you before that. (laughs) That's right. I met you in Minimal Entrepreneurs course that's um, created by Sahil and it's been an amazing journey to know so many amazing um, entrepreneurs or people who are starting to become entrepreneurs such as me the best thing I've learned is people thinking process of entrepreneurs how they have to navigate through so many things and keep changing the ideas and then go back and forth and evaluate. And the support system is awesome. Really, really good. I love the feedback and any question that's being put there, we get instantly so many people responding. So I really like that. And I'm so glad that also got to know you through that because you have this um, podcast going and you're also a designer so why don't you tell more about yourself, Nate, to our
0: listeners? Sure. Uh, and, and yes, I am having a blast going through the course. I think the idea of a community-first-led product um, or business is really interesting. And so it's uh, fascinating to, to connect with people like you. Um, so I am uh, a product designer by day. I am... I Let's see here. Early on, I was a very creative person and was really into the fine arts. And as I was going through college, I was learning design and how to, you know, just traditional graphic design, but the web was kind of just like bursting at the seams. And the school that I was going to was not, you know, acting quickly enough. Like there weren't enough classes around this. And so what happened was I reached out to a friend of mine and asked him if he would mentor me. And he said yes. And he was doing web design during that, during that time. And so I quit college and essentially started working kind of as an apprentice uh, for my mentor and uh, did that for two years and learned how to code and design for the web. And so that sort of just kickstarted my, my career. And, you know, since then I've, I've been designing, you know, mobile apps, websites, uh, web apps, a lot, pretty much everything under the sun for, you know, 15 plus years. And, you know, I, I, Got into I got the entrepreneurial itch around 2008 when the iPhone came out and started building my own mobile apps and just collaborating with friends and so now I work for a company called Homespotter and we design uh, t- digital tools for real estate agents and brokers and so I do a lot of the user interface user experience design for Homespotter and like you like during this course I'm aler- I'm thinking about what to build on the side. And I really love this idea that um, as, a, as an entrepreneur or a creator, you can have multiple revenue streams, whether you're working a full-time job and building something on the side or whether you're just building something on the side, but have a, having a couple of projects going, I think is really interesting in the in the world we live in right now. And that's, that's just completely fascinating. So that's why I'm in the, the Minimalist Entrepreneurs course.
1: Right. Yeah, and um, being, you know, creator's economy, that's which uh, Sahil's platform that's Gumroad provides, I think we are all gravitated because of that idea. And the platform provides the same thought process, or at least the foundation of that is a similar thinking, where we are all, that's the basis. We are all on the same page to start with, but we all, building different products and, uh, promoting ourselves. And there is so much uncomfortable feeling, especially for somebody like me, who is very new in this, uh, in this space to push, push myself, um, to, to sell or to market or, um, to even think through, you know, we put our own limitations. Okay. I, I cannot think like that, but I have to, in this case, I have to think that way. Um, I'm very, uh, ex- you know excited to read about I was just reading about your bio and then you're like uh, very hard on the community space like hard as and you very promote that mm. uh, community is first right the building together and yeah rather than um, just being um, being a solo thing it, it you like collaborating and working together so how do you see that in the in the business that, in the creator economy or having this different project that we are all working together. How do you think we can uh, collaborate on that? Because it's very organic process, right? It's not somebody is coming and telling, okay, you two work together here. And uh, how we met also on uh, about the podcast, it was very organic. Just we started talking and then, okay, let's create something here together. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, it's funny because I don't, feel that i've always been this way i i think a designer's mindset i don't want to generalize too much but i think a lot of people who are good with a certain craft tend to want to work alone they they tend to want to go into a vacuum or a cave and and just design and kind of pull out the the craft or the 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 deliverable and hold it into the light like it's some magic (laughs) thing you know and and so early on in my career, I was really the complete opposite. And so you're absolutely right. Like the way that I think now is completely changed. I believe that you can have more fun collaborating. You can meet more people. You can think outside the box a little bit of your own mind, because when you're designing or you're creating by yourself, you're you're just sort of like your own customer in a lot of ways, unless you're talking to a lot of people or collaborating or just sharing the ideas that you have, it's limiting in terms of maybe how successful that thing could be. And so, you know, to your point about how do you, how do you think about community and collaboration now? Like I, I tend to, if I have an idea, I I think about who might be able to offset my skills in some way and I was just talking to a person the other day about, about a writing project, and we were kind of like discussing maybe working in a similar space and how, we, how might we work together on it. And I'm not sure if it's actually going to pan out, but I think those conversations are really interesting early on because you start to kind of bounce ideas off of people and see if they are sharing the same enthusiasm as you are. And you know, without, without asking or without sort of putting yourself out there and being a little bit vulnerable um, it's, it's really tough to do it by yourself. So I, you know, I think it's the way to go. I think, I think Sahil's uh, onto something here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally see that because when I want to probably have wanting to collaborate before, it is hard to know or have that, find the mindset. Like if you're just in this outside space and you're trying to find somebody. It's almost like dating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do a lot of trial and error method to find uh, somebody who will match in your free- wavelength. But this, I think, platform provides that um, basis, which is okay. And, and I love how diverse the, the interests are. It, it's like, oh, we can complement each other or we can, okay, I'll take care of this. Tech versus um, sales and marketing. It's that's such a great combination, and uh, that collaboration can go really well in that case. And um, yeah, this this course is really good. Yeah, <laughs> we are promoting. Sahil should be like, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, t- yeah, I think the the idea of. You know sharing your ideas you know paul i think paul graham is uh, talks a lot about how finding a founder is sort of like you know being in a marriage it's it's a high commitment it's you have to find the perfect partner you know kind of like the the dating uh, analogy you were making and you know it's hard to do that when you're when you're barely talking about it with anybody but if you are actively talking about it with a community with a lot of people you start to realize like who might be the right fit if if that's something you want to pursue, and so uh, I, that's why the intangibles of talking about your ideas a lot and and participating in conversations a lot and, and talking about like this, you know, like you and I are right now a lot, really helps and matters to to, to find the right people to work with. So yeah, that that's that's the the nice you know impact of, of all that
1: yeah and and more we talk it feels like we are refining our own thoughts like we are refining the way we want to think and uh, it comes out it gets better and better as we communicate about it more um so I wanted to ask you about your recent uh, podcast I did mention hmm. that um podcast as in actually your newsletter let's go to your newsletter first oh sure uh, it's it's lovely that uh, listeners if you don't know Nate has this amazing super innovative idea of putting the audio in the newsletter I've never seen anybody do that and it saves so much time you just click on the play button and then you'll have like this five minutes of golden nuggets that Nate delivers and um, I really love that um, you mentioned about trial and error, um, mm-hmm. like you, you were experimenting and uh, tr- because you're taking a break to take time off for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, tell me more about trial and error because I'm, the, I'm also exactly like that. Like I love experimenting with something. And the only thing I realized after like a chat with Sahil, I was having, I don't know if you got to check that thread it's a very nice thread on slack hmm. I realized I'm super chaotic and it's overlapping. everything is overlapping, I'm not really planning that well. Yeah, that's what I realized. So yeah, tell me about your trial and I'm curious about that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'll have to go back and check that thread. I'm not sure if I actually saw that or not, but the idea of trial and error uh, really resonates with me kind of early on because like I said I I you know, wasn't fully happy with the path that I was on, like in terms of the traditional way to learn something. So, learning web design and learning how to how to how to design products, I didn't feel like school is the right path for me. And so, I've always had this sort of like, you know, entrepreneurial mindset in, in terms of like I think that there's a lot of different ways to to get from point A to point B. Um, life is not linear by any means. And so pursuing, you know, someone outside of that, of my sphere really kind of enabled me early on to say, oh, I can, I don't need a degree to to design, you know, like I, I need to learn how to actually do the things that I want to do. And in terms of what Sahil talks about, it's, it's, you know, just start and learn later. And that's kind of the, the approach I took early on. And so you're just going to, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in life, you know? And if you choose not to take the, the, the traditional path, you're going to screw up all the time. And so trial and error is, is for me, it just hits home because I, I think a lot about, um, if you are taking a non-traditional path through life, you're gonna, you're going to have to experiment a lot. You're going to have to be creative about your decision-making And you're gonna have to like get uncomfortable. And so it seems cliche, but to me, trial and error, when I was writing about that, um, starts to surface in a lot of different ways. So, uh, in particular, that essay was, um, I'm, I'm writing a newsletter. I'm like you said, I'm doing an audio component to that. I'm writing, I'm illustrating, I'm doing a lot of experiments to figure out like what I want to do and what sticks and what the audience likes and what I like. And so, um, uh, you know the audio component doesn't get a lot of downloads. Like it's it's you know sometimes it does, and sometimes it's maybe thirty or forty downloads, and then like sometimes it's like two. So I don't really know what's working there, but I'm just consistently experimenting because I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what how it makes me feel. And uh, a friend of mine, Pranav, uh, he he talks a lot about when he watches movies, he has a hard time coming to the same sort of like outcome of whether a movie is good or bad with a friend of his. And he realized that the reason why he can't ever like agree on a film with his friend is because he looks at a movie and how it makes him feel. And his friend looks at a movie and tries to understand what the story is. And I actually think that's a really great way to look at life and just how how things make you feel. And so when I'm doing creative writing or painting or illustrating, like, am I having fun doing it? how does it make me feel inside? If it's a struggle, maybe that's not the right path. And so try something new, right. And fail again and try something else and fail again. And so, um, yeah, that just springs up. It's a constant, like, uh, way to reflect in my mind of, of what I'm doing, right. And what I'm doing wrong. Cause there's definitely not one way to do everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, uh, movie example, right. The, how it makes you feel, because I think it's even in, in, marriage for example right if you do if you are doing the same thing we both have different perspectives on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that <that's> might <laughs> become a that might become a scenario for argument but yeah. it's just a perspective this is how i am thinking this is how my husband is thinking so and or or even with the child um, mm-hmm. as the child is growing up the, the child sees in a different way and um, and it's amazing to grow through that and having this mindset almost Okay, we all have different perspectives, and um, but to your point, understanding that how we we learn, right? Um, I think that's the key. And um, I also tweet a lot about self-awareness in my Twitter. That's my handle for mindfulness space, where I'm just show you know uh, writing my thoughts on whatever awareness about awareness I learn. And um, this is something, as you said, I totally reflect on that, that um, we have to experiment. And I call it like my Saumya's experiments because mm. you call Love trial that. and error, same thing. Yeah. So um, I experiment, I'm like telling myself I'm experimenting with this now, because if I say, if I you, I used to say, oh, I'm going to try, I'm, I'll do this. And then if it doesn't work out, it was hurting me. And I would be like, go in this negative cycle. Now I'm using terminology, just changing that put me in such a positive mindset. And when I say, okay, I'm experimenting with, uh, let's say, running every day for next one week. And if I miss some day, it's an experiment. Okay, I, I know I missed, I'm not like, okay i have to run for 10 days or 5 days and i didn't run that's a failure but i'm experimenting running 5 days 10 days and i didn't re- and i didn't run i'm learning why i didn't run or can i continue learning so i, I love that terminology a
0: lot <laughs> yeah that resonates so so deeply with me <laughs> cuz you need to figure out, like when the, the the days that you don't run you need to yeah kind of reflect and say like why is that um and don't beat yourself up too much about it you know just consistency is everything so get you know just go out the next day and 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 deal with it then
1: yeah and i might just even not run after 10 days i might be like okay running is not for Hmm. me at least for now i would want to get into weightlifting so i might try something totally different so yeah i I like that you know it's less stress for ourselves i feel it's like stress-free zone yeah (laughs) Yeah. Next, um, I wanted to uh, talk about your, um, I really loved how you are preparing for the upcoming big event in your life. For our listeners, Nate will be uh, that soon. Mm-hmm. April. Yeah. May. April 25th. If I mean,
0: oh, wow. if it happens on time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Around, around, that, yeah, around time, that time. Yeah. Around that time. So that's a that's a big milestone in everybody's life and becoming a parent is, is a deeply changing. I mean, we, we change ourselves. It's like for moms and dads, we change the way we think our responsibilities, our thought process takes like such a deep, goes into really deeper level. And uh, you have plans to take a break, to take a break to your for yourself and you mentioned is that a selfish thing to do hmm. in your um, in your small audio and i w- i w- i wanted to say no it's not a selfish thing actually you're doing such an amazing job by taking a break it, i love the thought process you have planned and then it it's important period preparing for that and um, you're taking time to reflect on how best dad you want to be and writing about it. So I really loved and please don't think at all as it's a selfish thing. So yeah, I wanted to say that and Thank learn you. more Thank about, you. yeah, learn more about what your plans are if you have.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's tough to make plans, right? Like I, everybody I talk to, you know, there's a stat like, I don't know, 60% of children are born much earlier than the expected date. And many stories I've heard, and it sounds—it sounds like you have children. Is that—is that right?
1: I have—I have a son. You have a son. Yeah, he okay, is, he's eight year old now.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. And yeah. you know, I think the idea that everything will go to plan, I just I don't believe in. And so, I am trying to plan for the unexpected in a way. And the reason why I took a break was to because I feel like I'm a, like a selfish person with my time, just, I've, you know, I'm, I've, I've run my own businesses. I, I, I do, you know, I work a full-time job, I freelance and I'm creatively like always seeking for things. And it, in a way it feels a little selfish. And so what I wanted to do was like, well, how can I create sort of a gap between Nate, (laughs) you know, who's married, but like doesn't have children and Nate a father and be able to to create a little bit of space that allows me to reflect on that moment as like a very transitional time in my life. So, you know, I try to think of a great way to put this, but there's like moments in your life, in your lives, like where you, you have like this really great experience. And for me, I'll share like a couple. One is Uh, traveling south to Argentina and staying there for a month. And I asked my dad to come along. And so we hung out there for a few weeks together. And I think about that trip almost every other day. And there's another trip where I was uh, taking a bike ride uh, with a friend, 600 miles from Montreal to Buffalo. And I think about that trip almost every day. And there's these moments in your life, like where you kind of, when you're, when you're asked to just slow down and like breathe and, and think about a happy place, like those come to my mind, like almost instantly. And I wanted something that feels very uneasy to me in my life. Like having a child, um, I wanted a happy space <laughs> to like reflect on for that. And honestly, like I I'm already thinking about the time I spent, you know, five days away. Uh, I was staying in Laurel Canyon and it was just a place for me to meditate, to read, to write, and to just, Take some time off because um, we just live such busy lives that that contrast stands out. So, so uh, you know, interestingly,
1: you know, I think everybody should do it. Like both dads and and it's a break for the mom as well mom also gets to yeah you are going you're going alone right
0: uh, yeah i did
1: yeah so so she'll also get a get time to reflect and uh think through or or yeah just have have that space i think everybody should do that it's so important I remember we went, um, we both went, it was, it was like called baby moon. or something.
0: We did that too. Yeah. We did a <laughs> we did baby that. moon. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do remember that trip. It, it's, um, it is. I go back to the pictures and I see them and it just brings so much joy because it was all that questions I had, like what, what happened when I see those pictures, those questions, it reminds me of all those questions and, All the insecurities or the fears I had, which have not come true now, they're all like uh, they're all better and they're all different than what I thought they would be. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's that's a really great point. I think, like I said, it's it's hard to plan for these things, and so um, putting my mind in a space that could allow myself to think through some of the difficulties about being a father or some of the difficulties of uh, the pregnancy or whatever it is. Um, just kind of preparing yourself. There's this, there's this thing that I can't remember, um, who does this, but in basketball, there's like certain players who, you know, they'll, they'll lay down and instead of like shooting three pointers, they'll imagine themselves shooting three pointers. And it's a way to build a skill through memory and repetition. And I don't know what the science behind this is called, but um, for me, it was like, can I imagine difficult moments ahead of time? And hopefully when I get to that spot, I can realize like I've almost done the reps and I, I will hopefully approach it with maybe a less chaotic like mindset. So um, what, if, what if something happens and, and we have to deliver early? Like I just kind of went through weird scenarios in my mind to help me think about like how okay how am i going to react if something happens unexpectedly and try to put it put in the reps you know early on and so that's some that's some of the things you know some of the thought process uh scenario i did you know scenario building i did in my time away to think through like those chaotic moments so we'll see <laughs> i'll probably still freak out but
1: <laughs> yeah I no i mean it's a part of our evolution right we are we are trying all transformation actually it's evolution I think but from like single us to becoming a parent us and uh, you mentioned um, something I'm trying to recall I was gonna go back to that um what was it uh, I was just thinking okay I'll ask you about it and then I now I'm totally blanking out on that um uh, I, okay let's let's move on I'm not remembering that part now I think um, when you are when you are like a dad or before you become dad you th- you're thinking of all the scenarios or, or even the baby birth I think because okay sorry go back I'll, I remembered so my yes. point was you mentioned about visualization or imagination right and then you said memory how uh, I just watched a Netflix documentary yesterday about how our mind works. And it has this different parts about, one is about um, memory. One is about uh, sleep, w- dreams, what happens when we sleep. And then one is about anxiety. Really nice, awesome documentary to just r- nicely with, with nice visuals and the nice examples. And then in the memory part, they mentioned exactly the same Thing that you mentioned just now it's you know visualize something and then you do that when or when that scenario happens it doesn't feel like something new you're not freaking out it's like repetition it's exact same thing you mentioned and the reason is the same parts of the brain get illuminated they are activated for the memory whatever the parts are uh, the imagination also uses same parts of the brain. So it's the same activated part that you're reusing. So it's not freaking us out rather than we'll be a m- little bit calmer and then we will be able to handle that scenario. So that, that's what I wanted to say when you talked about um, imagination. No, I, lo- I, I
0: love that. Thank you. Because I knew there was science, science behind that, but I wasn't quite sure. And um, it, yeah, isn't it like, if you, if you think through the repetitions it's, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like you've done that. Like you've built in that practice as a way to put in those reps and it can affect you physically. And it can, uh, sorry for the helicopter, if you can hear that, but yeah, that's a, it's a really great. I, I've also heard that, like, if you go to bed thinking about that, and hopefully if you dream about these things, that's also similarly, like can have the same effect.
1: You should watch that documentary. I can't I wait. Even love that, <laughs> because it's it seems like you're like curious, just like uh, how I was curious about these things. You would it it doesn't go really deep, but it touches those um, things where you can okay you can okay this is why, and then maybe you can uh, read your own article or dig deeper into that. But it's very good short as well it's about 19 minutes less than 20 minutes um chunks of that information and um, you can binge watch it if you want
0: (laughs) yeah i I definitely will you have to share that with me
1: it is it is really good yeah and you will be an amazing dad. So just have no <laughs> doubts about it. You 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 did mention about being worried about how you will be. So I think you're going to be great father. We are wired to be protective of our uh, children. And that's in our DNA. That's how we are wired as human beings. So any ang- anxiety, it's there. But just know that you will be an amazing dad. And uh, after talking to you and knowing that you're planning so much, it, I think, yeah, there is no question that, uh, of not being an amazing dad.
0: <laughs> well, that, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still unsure, but we'll, we'll, you know, I've got the best. <laughs> I'm yeah. very optimistic. Let's say yes. that.
1: And what's do you have your named? Do you have a name for your daughter? Or? We
0: don't, uh, we are going through a list of names and and every week we change it up just to kind of, you know, you know, try it on if you will. So yeah, we're, uh, we're still kind of going through that.
1: Yeah. It will come to you. I think the name has to come to you rather than it just suddenly it like feels, okay, this is the right name for our kid. And uh, yeah. yeah,
0: it kind of feels like there's too much time, even though there's only two months um, left, it feels like there's still too much time to kind of like try different things. But once once we're really close, we're probably like, "Yes, that's the name. <laughs> that's what her name's gonna be."
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's how something that's we decided for our son um, when we were naming. We were going back and forth, and then we finally had like three names shortlisted, and then we were like, "Okay, this is like we both agreed on one name," and we okay, we just, we're, just uh, very it. close to dude. Yeah. Just yeah. picked it um, <laughs> later on. Yeah. Now I want to go back to our initial discussion about how um, entrepreneurial and, and um, you know you you said you started all by yourself and then you didn't really fit in that traditional school model, mm-hmm. right? For for somebody who is going through that or have gone through that and are trying to get into this space, what would your inputs be like? How do should they start and um, some simple you know some simplified it's it's a complex process and it's it will evolves right over time but if you want to look back and uh, tell yourself okay this this and this would be a good approach to start what would that be
0: and do you mean as a designer
1: so you did designing coding and then uh, mm-hmm. building product building marketing seo You have like really diverse set, right? So what got you into that? Because you probably, it was an evolution for you. Okay. You started building your own thing and then you're like, okay, how do I get into SEO? How do I get into marketing? But if for somebody who has been in a traditional setting, going to Mm. work and, um, but have have this entrepreneurial mindset, right? And um, for example, let, let me give you an example, like um, e- Elon Musk, he mentioned, if you want to be guided to become an entrepreneur, then it's not the right thing for you. He mm-hmm. said something like that. I'm trying to quote him exact words, but that's was he was, he's meant to, that's what I understood from his lines. So you can't really mentor somebody to become entrepreneur, right? It, it's something they already are in, in the thoughts or in the way they think or some of them they love to be just be in the traditional setting like follow all the rules and then do exactly how things are that doesn't right. work for me either i'm not i cannot grow there in that space i have to have my you no know, freedom or experimenting uh, mindset space to experiment actually yeah. So so for somebody who has been like or transitioning What would you suggest um, if they want to get into technology, right? What's the first place? Is it web designing or SEO or product or yeah, what would you recommend?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I think that, you know, being an entrepreneur is... It's it's almost like you're unhappy with the situation and you want to make something better, right? And you don't know, maybe you don't know what that is, but you just feel this like uncomfortableness in the situation that you're in. It's funny. I always used to tell kind of joke that I was always like a horrible employee. Like I'm just like the worst employee because I was never satisfied. And I was working at you know my first job was like an in-house designer, and I I knew it was just going to be like the, the a stepping stone to the next thing, and I didn't. Like I, I was using it to kind of like make friends and build a network and, and hone my my craft, but I just felt uncomfortable. Like it just felt like that was sitting in a cubicle, you know, in an office was just not for me. And, you know, I worked at a couple of more jobs, you know, a couple of uh, jobs after that in the agency world. And I tried a new thing and realized like that wasn't for me either. And so it takes time, but I think to your point, just you have to... You have to build something. You have to do something on the side. And if you're in a job that maybe you're unhappy with, like I would never say quit your job and, and pursue something new. I think that's too risky in a lot of cases. Um, but you can work nights, you know, you or early mornings, and you can spend time building something on the side that that sort of scratches that itch. And so I think like chasing something, whether it's Coding, whether it's designing, whether it's you know marketing, um, what's great about right now is that there's so many opportunities. You don't you don't even have to start f- something from scratch. You can actually go, for instance, you could go to a marketplace and buy a newsletter business if you wanted, and take something that has customers or an audience already, and then you know buy it off someone else and just run with it and and just market it and 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 keep going with it. And so starting with a blank slate is how it used to be, but that's not the way it's anymore. And so really it's, it's, you know, freelancing for clients, you know, maybe just putting yourself out there kind of like we're doing now, um, or, or just spending time to build something. I think it's just, you got to get your hands dirty and, and you have to, you have to start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You mentioned about agency world. What's that? Can you explain? Yeah.
0: So the, uh, what an agency is, is it usually, uh, is a, I worked for like a boutique shop. So it was a, a a smaller shop. Um, but they were very disciplined, like they had uh, skills in certain disciplines like design marketing. And so they'd staff this agency with people of that expertise. And they'd have usually a sales team that would go out and find client work. And so you'd get to work on a number of different clients. So like, for me, it was, I was doing uh, a bunch of work for Microsoft, Sony, uh, Symantec at the time, and you'd, we were doing a lot of website um, you know, loyalty programs and, and microsites and things like that. But it got me to try a lot of things and kind of helped me figure out like what I actually wanted to do in my life as a, as a designer and what I didn't want to do. And so that was um, really fun because you got to, you got to try a lot of different things. Um, You know, Old Navy. You just kind of do a lot of different, like, from foods to to whatever. And so, whatever work came in the door, that's what I was working on. And thankfully, I didn't have to go and and you know, sell the agency to to try to land the work. But um, the difference between agencies uh, is that you're typically working on a lot of different client client projects. Sometimes you you're kind of like in charge of one client, but you might be working on a, on a a number of them, like I was. You know, in house designing, you're just working kind of on that one brand that the company that you work for. And so agency work is kind of like freelancing, you know, where you are working for a multitude of clients if you want to, and you get to kind of try a lot of different things. So um, but between in-house my first job and agency work, my my second and third and fourth, I realized none of those were for me. And so I wanted to build something and and have equity and, and, and participate in something bigger than myself, but with friends.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's a nice, uh, experiment again. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: You kind of have to go through that though, to figure out like what you don't like. And and, right. and for me, it was spending the first, you know, six years of my career, just working for someone else. Uh, I mean, I do that now too, but like, you know, uh, for something that I didn't have any sort of partnership in or, or direct like leadership in, in how the product evolves and, and everything else.
1: Yeah. So I, I have this, somewhat similar experience I feel like whatever you're saying I can like I have like a, a other side of the experience that I've gone through something um, the you said you were like horrible employ, employee right yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I felt the same thing when I was working I was like I'm not i'm not able to work really here i don't know why i, I was enjoying all the social parts and uh, getting to know more like a community building and then um, i was working in like group projects and hmm. but actual work was i really didn't enjoy it was like to, i had to learn the process of for, of that big corporation which i was not like you have to understand the rules right yeah and i'm not i'm not um, really good at that like following the rules I, I myself i'm not good at that so it's hard for me to apply that thinking there because that's what they expect and i think understanding that took so many years because i was i moved from one job to another i thought okay the domain maybe what was not interesting for me and then mm-hmm. i changed my domain i changed the companies but the growth didn't really i didn't see the m- growth i would want or. I thought my potential was in, um, and finally, that uh, uncomfortable feeling which you mentioned—you have to have that uncomfortable feeling to change something, not knowing what to do. What yet is, I think, what finally made me okay. I'll just have my start, take take that step, be give me six, give myself about six months, and then figure out our experiment and see what happens and then i can always go back and um, get get myself a job but um, i think it takes a lot of um, courage which you have um, moving from so many different things to experimenting from different things so i appreciate that that you you know after six years you were able to take that bold step it, it's a it's a lot of uh, you need a lot of courage for that it's not easy
0: yeah no and I think what's important is that you try to mitigate your risk along the way so as that first part of my career as I was working full-time I was still trying to get clients and so when I went full-time freelance I had enough work to get by and it wasn't like I was just jumping into you know off the deep end I tried to mitigate my risk. And then I was doing okay after, uh, you know, about three or four months, um, of landing a couple more clients. So yeah, it's important to just know, you know, know when to take risks and when not to.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a smart move. And, just knowing the risk, risk aspect here. Yeah. I think we covered a lot of discussion in today's podcast. I really enjoyed, the, Learning now, I, I feel like I'll know more about Nate <laughs> <Likewise>. and
0: <laughs> more. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it, it, it's um, and I look forward to all the different experiment, trial and errors that you do, and um, your uh, journey of becoming a dad, and that sharing in the podcast and the newsletter. Um, will you still be publishing newsletters when you take a break, or are you taking a break from that?
0: You know, I'm I'm trying to think about that right now. Do I need to batch like batch my writing so that I can continue doing that? Because I don't want to miss a week. It's pretty important to me. But I realize like I'm not going to have much time, so I need to either start writing ahead of time and maybe getting like six six or seven in the bag and and, and releasing those on a schedule. But uh, yeah, you know, there's this. Uh, he doesn't write a newsletter anymore, but Paul Jarvis talked a lot about. So Paul Jarvis is a uh, was is an entrepreneur and started as a web designer and his last book was called company of one. And so he really thinks a lot about building companies, not too big, but more like lifestyle companies that he can run himself with maybe a person or, or someone else. But he for his newsletter, his habit was to batch a lot of them. And so he would just write a bunch and have them ready to go, you know, in like months in advance. And he had, uh, I think he had 35,000 people on his subscriber list uh, writing over ten-year period, but he never missed a Sunday, and I want to I want to try to achieve something like close to that, but we'll see.
1: That's that's amazing. I like that. How many subscribers do you have right
0: now? Right now, it's like two sixty. So <laughs> very small. That's great. But that's,
1: <laughs> no, that's that's still a good number. It's not a small. You know, I, in in Twitter, I was like. Uh, somebody asked about how to grow Twitter from zero and then I did that like last August I grew from zero to 128 and it's uh, not a great number and I put that line and then Sahil is like no that's a great number don't say that (laughs) I think we have to say that, yeah. you know, not think we think ourselves like, okay, that's not a good number, but it, it is. A good it number. is.
0: You're right. And we <laughs> compare ourselves to other people probably too much. I, at least I know I do. And so, um, yes. but, but that's, yes. I love, I love this idea of playing the long game, you know, where if, if I were to do this the next 10, 15, 20 years, like what, a, what will it look like? And what can I do to make sure I maintain that consistency and that habit? So sometimes it's about not overwhelming yourself too much and just making sure like it's, it's within reach, you know, um, I try not to make my newsletters too long because I know I don't want to get burned out. And so, you know, just finding that, like, okay, that balance of what, what can you actually create every week and, and, and work on that. So yeah, that's, that's my goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to start newsletter. I'm like so scared because I I feel like what if I miss a day or what if I miss a week, um, or a few few months and what what do I do then? So maybe I have to think like okay, it's another experiment. I'll do this for like few weeks and see right. how that goes. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it if I if I'm enjoying it, then I'll continue.
0: Yeah, and it's but not black I'm and white. white. You can just kind of pull back a little bit, just make it. You know, there's nuance in there, and so just tweaking those things like you know, for me, maybe during the pregnancy, I'll, get, I'll still get, or after, after we, you know, have our daughter, like we'll still do the newsletter, but maybe I won't do the audio component or maybe we won't draw, but maybe it's just the writing and that'll be like the base. And that'll be a success for me. If I could just get it out and and do something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and how long are you taking the break right now? You- uh,
0: well I'm done. I'm actually uh, back working now, so I, I took five days. I believe it was. Um,
1: okay, nice.
0: Yeah, it was super refreshing. So I. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. That's awesome. So you can put that in your next. Um, are you planning to share that later on? Not in, not here, but in your newsletter or in your podcast.
0: You mean just kind of like my experience during the five days? Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think yeah. so. I, I'll probably journal it about it first, just to kind of like get my Mm -hmm. thoughts out there and see if there's anything worth telling, you know, because there's sometimes it's it's like, well, is this more journal focused or is this more public focused? And not that I would ever hide really either one, but just does it make a compelling story? And that's sort of like the filter that i try to think about is like, is this interesting? And so I think I just need a journal about to figure out like, is it actually interesting? (laughs) It probably is, but I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nate, how do listeners connect with you? I think uh, if they want to know more or subscribe to your newsletter, can you give a Twitter handle or your website so they can connect?
0: Yeah, so my newsletter is planyournext.com. And my Twitter handle is KADLAC. It's Cadillac. It's my last name. And those are the two places you can probably find me best.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And I love the newsletter. So I highly, highly recommend to subscribe for it and uh, get, get a lot of value. It's just a, even little bit of uh, value added over a week. It's a lot. It's the compound interest. So we improve so much just getting those little information without actually going and Googling, or we don't even know what to Google. So this is like, almost like serendipitous moments in our life. So I really like, uh, receiving them and, uh, Nate, thank you so much for being on the show and giving your time and, uh, sharing your knowledge really enjoyed.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. And that, I mean, all those compliments are just uh, makes my heart warm. So I appreciate it all.
1: Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe and share the podcast with anyone you think would love to listen. Until next time, take care and stay safe.